Well, we're back for another conversation here. Well, I guess not really a conversation this time. It's another one of those wacky tugboat uh, dealies where the tugboat does a little offshoot and interviews a interesting prospective guest who grows out of his cocoon and turns into an actual guest. So today, the tugboat will be having a little conversation with the beer guy. The beer guy is from over that way, pointing towards the east. Uh, that was the west. But uh, he's going to join us, and we're going to grill him with the questions. So welcome, beer guy. Thanks, Tugboat. I'm glad I was able to finally carve out some time. You just uh, have to use a machete to carve it out. On my way back from visiting the Tugboat, sailing away from the harbor as far as I can get getting trying to escape the clutches of the harbor we uh we had a couple of cocktails last night some beers from the beer guy got a little got a little tipsy little fun times yeah this one might not go up we might have to put the halloween episode up so all this people are gonna be like what he didn't go there this weekend huh huh Yeah, you did. Uh, you also forgot your hat, which is now probably just my hat. Or I'll hold it as ransom until I get those movies back. Yeah, if I borrowed the tugboat, probably both prize possession or top three. Top three for sure. It's uh, old box set of Star Wars. That's, bl- that's Blu-rays, so I hope you have a Blu-ray player. I do. Oh. Yeah, they're super sweet. I hope you have uh, a killer sound system to listen to them on. Uh, the, the TV. Oh, the that's... It does not. Well, Christmas idea, I guess. Yeah. Actually, I got... I've been in the market for a new sound system sometime. You should probably be in the... You should probably be in a market for a new TV, too. That one I sold you is must be getting old. It is. Every time the power goes out, I have to uh, heat it up with a, a hair dryer just to get it turned back on. I don't know why it works. <laughs> the, I don't uh, know why that works, but it does every time. The flux ca- back, something wrong with the flux capacitor? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> it works. Well, as long as you got that figured out. How'd you figure that out? Uh, conversation with Big Ken. Oh, Big he Kenny. Recommend, yeah, he recommended blowing some of the dust around in the back of the TV to maybe... <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember his, his reasons, but it sounded like it could work, and I tried it, and it, it worked. He's so. a smart man. You should uh, market that. I think you can... You can buy little cans of air. You should probably just clean that TV. It's older than you are, probably. That's not true. That's not true at all. Less than 10 years old. Well, that sounds like a terrible predicament. should look into a nice, new, sexy TV. I'm happy with what I have right now. Just the yeah. occasional power outage, which is like maybe twice a year. 
Well, that's not bad. Maybe don't unplug it when you go away for Christmas. Um, yeah, go ahead. Never noticed those, like, huge skid marks on the highway, like the 401 that just veer off the road straight into the ditch or into the wall and wonder what happened there. Yeah. I just saw a couple of those recently. They look terrifying, whatever happened. I'm guessing it was some kind of deer running out onto the highway, something like that. Well, I think sometimes guys just fall asleep and then they're going pretty hard directly to the ditch and try and stop unsuccessfully. So I'm sure, I'm sure, sure the truckers have their reasons for nearly killing themselves and everyone else on the road. The riots. Okay. Yep. Son of a bitch. Where was my invite? Probably in the mail. It was awesome. Probably got... Did you get to meet the knights? No, this is like an after hours part. Like we didn't get to go out into the arena part. Just oh. where like you can buy drinks and stuff. Right. That area. That's where we were set up. But it was still awesome. A lot of good pictures. Did you get to attend the show as well? No, there was no show there on like an off night. Oh. Okay. I still I want to go to the show. I heard they changed the story, so I mean I have an excuse to go now. I'm not I'm not gonna edit that cough out. Well, now that things are heating down work-wise, I probably will have more opportunity to make some moves in the smoke. Some smoky moves. So, speaking of getting at it, let's get at it. Let's start with, uh, I'll give you a nice, I'll give you an easy one to kind of get you primed and ready to go here. So, how about if if you could dine with anyone, dead or alive, from history, not someone you know. Don't get weird and be like, oh, well, my Uncle Remus died when I was four and I want to get to know him. Um, who would it be? First of all, you can a- answer that one. So basically copying the GRP. First he tried to call him Chamberlain. And then I said, oh, you mean Neville Chamberlain? And he said, no, 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 not him. He didn't even know who it was. And he said that uh, our history friend and you would be pretty upset with him. I am upset with him. Fuming mad? What? Are you fuming mad about it? 
Yeah, you better take some deep breaths just to make sure that you don't end up like a truck. That's probably what most of those truckers do. They get fuming mad at the GRP and then crash their trucks. <laughs> so, so where would you, where would you and uh, Sir Winston go to eat? Where, what would you make for him then? Uh, I would maybe try to make some British style meal that I have never made before and hope it works out well. That's uh, like, uh, it's pretty risky. Yeah, I'm, I'm a man who likes risk. Would Would you make like a beef Wellington? Beef Wellington. Not bangers and mash. That would be a backup plan in case my beef Wellington didn't work out, which almost certainly it would not. Would uh, Would you be worried about sending the wrong message to him if you served him up a big, like two little dollops of mashed potatoes on a plate with a big uh, sausage sticking out of it? And then, and then just keep smiling at him and going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I look like a guy you can trust? I think I look like a guy you can trust. Did you, um, yeah, did you tell your boss that? <laughs> I did. I told my boss that at the time. <laughs> awesome. Um, what would you guys, what would you ask him about his greatest failures when he was in command of the Admiralty, or would you talk about more his WW2 kind of strong-arming and, and pushing things forward? I, I'd probably touch on both. I'd like to know his thoughts on uh, the American and uh, Stalin and the Russians. Uh, I don't know how his defiance Um, what was the, what was that one maneuver that they lost that they probably could have won the war with? I think it was the Germans had them pinned almost back to England, um, on the northern part of France. And if they would have realized what bad shape they're in, they would have just won the war right there. Yeah. Did you, did you ask how he pulled that off? Uh, British 
Didn't wasn't he in charge when uh, <laughs> Norway got taken over and it was partially his fault? Uh, he was in charge of I think the Admiralty again when that happened. Uh, um, he hadn't they hadn't made him prime minister yet. Yeah, it seems he like he only really hit his stride once he got the big job. So just just like he took a lot of risks, you would take a risk with Beef Wellington. Classic. Exactly. Full circle, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that one's too intense. We'll, have to, we'll wait for that one a little bit. How about how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Me? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I feel, yeah, I feel uh, like I'm an old, a little bit of an old man relative to my current age. In that, pretty, uh, I'm a pretty quiet personal life most of the time. Go to bed early. Uh, I worry about my diet too much. That kind of stuff. So. I'd put myself probably in my mid-30s if I had to, had to guess. Yeah, most of, I think everyone, the other guests said that they would be mid-20s. Like, that's how they feel mentally. So that's finally got a different answer out of somebody. Yeah. It's good. I've, uh, it's interesting you guys are talking, you and, uh, Cheese were talking about adult conversations when you kind of make the transition to that I don't think it's that slowly. You did that all within six months. Rapidly. Yeah. I guess with the the physical move would probably aid in that transition feeling for you that all of a sudden you're just shabam. You're you're over there and you're an adult. Game on. New house, new job, new city, marriage. New ball hockey team. So you, in that move, you probably, you know, learned some new things, saw some new things. So I pose you this, which would be worse if you forgot everything or you could never remember anything new? Uh, I'd say right now it would be worse to not remember anything new for me because, uh, well, I'm in a new job, so I'm still learning, but if I couldn't remember anything new that I learned, I'd just be terrible at my job, probably get, like, fall away behind. Every day would just be, like, my, the first day at my, my job. Uh, but what then, about, so you would choose forgetting everything then, so everything to your life to this point, all your experiences and and whatnot, yeah, that would all just be gone. I guess. Uh, you're, I guess so, you're. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So you, yep. so the worst would be not to remember anything new going forward. Yeah, I think we're, well, we're not 50-50 because there's been three guests, but I forget which and way I leaned on that one. Plus, if and when I have kids, I'd want to remember them. Yeah, just for a practical reason, if nothing else. Yeah. I'd like to know who they are every morning when I wake up. Well, I spelled remember wrong. Just think that there's... Would you Would you just assume that there's midgets trying to rob you and just start attacking them? Hey! Get out of here! Get out of here! Start wailing on them? So you, you mentioned that you got married recently. So you're yep. you're assumedly <clears throat> all the way off the market, unless you guys are swingers, which we implied that you would love to be. Um, so, well, we just what last night I told you I said, oh, so you're gonna be a swinger? And you said you said you wouldn't be, but I'm not convinced. So, for the record, we're not. You don't leave your garage door half open? Uh, no, I just. Just, just to uh, just to make sure that you could never have that option. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I guess swingers still can have automatic garage door openers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Okay, well, if you were Still, if you if, picture yourself back in your early twenties and you're trying to pick a suitable mate for yourself, and you and there was you know the girls are smart, they're very attractive, quite beautiful. Um, some are just un, unquenchable thirst for the bedroom. If you could pick any two of those options, knowing that the one that you don't pick, they're going to be the exact opposite for the rest of your life. Which two would you pick? So, uh, between smart, attractive, or sexually insatiable? I think the, uh, the first two, I guess. So you smart and attractive. Smart and attractive. Why, why not uh, sexually insatiable and why smart and attractive? Well, think, think about it this way, though. Since you are leaving the bedroom one off the table, that means they're the polar opposite. So you never get it on. So does that make attractiveness more or less important? Good point. Well. Uh, uh, I guess. And then... Uh, the point that the the point that the estimator made was, yeah, I can jerk off. I got that covered. Hoot. Yeah, he's already he's already figured that one out. He's played that out. 
Well, also the question was inspired by him, so that's probably why he had it figured out already. So we'll get into we'll get into some pretty deep and serious questions now. The ones that you've been dreading the most. If you could have any three animal characteristics, what would they be and why? Uh, animal you don't have to have uh, three. So it would be the, nice to have that total nonchalance about everything else, not being too worried about it. To the joy and simplicity, carefree nature of a dog? Yeah, the, the dogs live in the now, not the, you know, thinking about the past, future, they just, whatever is happening right now, if that's awesome, they're so happy about it. That would be a fun way to live, I think. Yeah, probably wouldn't hurt. What about, um, what else you got? Uh, well, I don't know if you what you mean by characteristics exactly, but I, some animals can do some pretty cool stuff, like physically, like changing colors to blend in with their surroundings, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's... That's more the next question of three animal abilities if you want to get into that. Yeah, we can dabble in that too. So you're, you think camouflage? Camouflage is a pretty awesome one. Um, and like, uh, like lizards or starfish that their limbs get cut off or like their tails just goes back. Yeah, like salamanders' tails. Yep. Uh, everybody probably wanting to be able to fly just to avoid traffic and get places real fast. I know I have a long drive to work every day, so flying there would really you know, open up my day. What if you could only fly at the speed that you walk? Uh, that, that wouldn't save me any time. I'd rather just don't be able to walk. Yeah. Yeah, but you could still fly and, like, see things from above and experience life in a way that not many other humans get to do. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just very slowly. And without construction. What about? Oh, yeah. You get to avoid construction. Yeah, if you, if you fly at that speed. Yeah, it would be convenient if you lived on the other side of a lake. Which I don't. <laughs> I, I, I live near a river, kind of. Called, called, called the Casper River. How's the, how's the fishing in that river? Uh, not great. Have you, have you tried to go fishing in it? Other rivers nearby, like 
that one, like uh, the Vito is pretty, pretty good fishing. We can't tell by living on area. Yeah, we, we know who the beer guy is. I think the large pool of our listeners are familiar. Okay, so you, you said ca- camouflage, regrowing limbs, and flying for convenience. Um, yeah. So <laughs> keeping abilities in mind and, you know, the kind of characteristics and abilities of multiple animals, if you could make a superior hybrid animal, and we've had two very uh, similar but dangerous answers so far, um, most people just try and build an apex predator which I think the estimator has the edge. Sorry to the Seeger Puss and to the GRP, but if you could take three or four animals to for, form a superior hybrid animal, what would they be and why? I imagine everyone's gone to uh, Has a tiger been part of every... Yes. Tiger, tiger, tiger or wolf. Specifically, would you pick for your flying animal? Oh, a bat. <laughs> so you have scorpion, bat. You have two more that you can add in if you want. Scorpion, bat, and uh, tarantula is the other part. Okay. Three so you... big, hairy, hairy, like creepy-looking big tarantula. With, how, uh, how big would it be? Not the size of a black lab? No, not that big. That would be terrifying. Maybe maybe between your hand and a black lab. Like a, a, a bunny rabbit size. Like a big cat, kind of. Yeah. Like a big, big scary cat that can stick you like a scorpion. <laughs> uh, bite you really hard like a tarantula in an evil web. Or in a web, whatever you want to call it. Fly away, carry buckets. Tarantulas like grab on stuff, carry them. Uh, a, a, well, they probably could just. Like, tarantulas wouldn't be able to. Scorpions might be able to, kind of hold them under their body. And bats have feet, and they can hang on upside down cave ledges. So I'm sure they could grab stuff. So to to counter your your animal, which does sound friggin' terrifying, especially with Halloween just passing, um, <coughs> the GRP had a he was the only one so far that had a water element in his. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought, I thought about that. <laughs> he uh, the puss is for octopus and seager puss. He had a seagull tiger octopus hybrid. Yeah, since you obviously haven't listened to his episode yet. No, I haven't. I thought I, I, thought I had uh, downloaded it from my drive today, but it wasn't the right one. Okay. 
So do, um, do you th- who would win? And I forget what uh, the estimator put in my papers are all strewn everywhere. <coughs> but his was more land based, and I know there was a pterodactyl, um, tiger or wolf or a bear, one of, like some big predator, and I forget his other one. It was uh, it was terrifying, and I'm pretty sure it would kill the seeger puss. Still there? Yeah. Are you still there? Sorry about that. No problem. I kept talking, so it's going to sound great, except for us confirming that we're still on the line. Which, of course, I won't edit out. Um, anyways. So, I think your your beast would be... Uh, I don't think it would kill the Estimator's Apex Predator, but it would definitely annoy it and would do pretty well at murdering things. Yeah, I think it would be a, one of those, like, could be the scariest of all the ones. Oh, definitely be the things that nightmares are made of. Yeah, it would haunt your, your, your dreams. If you ever went to some, like, jungle territory that had this creature. Yeah, where would, it, where would it live? Would it be exclusively, like, tropical rainforest? Or would it live, like, in the, the plains of the United Med, Midwestern United States? Or just everywhere? <laughs> Turns white and hunts in the snow. Oh man, that's scaring me more and more. <laughs> well, don't pee your pants. You're in a car. I'm trying not to. Okay, now we're gonna take it down two notches. What is your okay. greatest desire or dream? your greatest desire what about what about is there any other kind of non-material aspiration like you want to be the head of your company or you want to learn how to speak Finnish or something Probably, probably French. I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to the beer business, but um, I, I really enjoy it so far. So I'd like to continue and you know move on up in the beer industry over time. Climb the beer ladder. Climb the delicious beer ladder. Okay, what's your great switching? Conversely, what's your greatest fear then? Yep. There's a scene where 
Do you have a non-death greatest fear, like losing your house or crashing your car or owing money or any things like that? Uh, I think going to jail. Yeah. I think I would be going to jail. Like, I've had, I don't know, if you're a nightmare where you've, like, committed a crime and you get sent to jail and you're going to be there for the rest of your life and it's like, oh my God, my life is over. And then you wake up. Well, I always get away with it in my dreams, but um, it, that's that's a good answer because even if you do get a short stint, like if you get a five or ten year sentence and then you get out, you have that stigma of being an ex-con looming over you for the and like you know limiting some of your options in life for the rest of your days. Yeah. I think well, yeah, I think life in prison would be my like just be terrifying because you get. The first couple of years would be really tough because it'd be a complete change in your lifestyle. Uh, you probably, you know, people aren't meant to be your friends. They're there because they have to be, and they've done some terrible crime, most likely too. Yeah, but there's, I would assume there's good people in prison. I, life in prison is less terrifying to me because you know you're in there forever, um, and you just adapt to your new way of life. Like humans are pretty adaptable. I, that scares me less than like a 10-year sentence where you come out and you have to reacclimatize to the outside world while having the kind of shackles of your time inside to hold you back like you'll you won't be able to get a good job like you know we have good jobs now that wouldn't be on the table cuz you're a convict um people would treat you differently look at you differently you just shake your whole world apart but you'd have to live in that Shook up, broken world. Yeah, uh, that'd be terrifying too. I guess like you, you, you come out like your life in prison. The only friends or family you keep in touch with are the ones who actually care enough to come visit you and see you. And depending on what it was that you did to put yourself in prison, you may or may not have anyone want to come. Like if you done something so terrible that no one wants to be associated with you. Yep. Well, it might be uh, it might be like the uh, where'd that go? The the question about forgetting everything or learning nothing, le- learning nothing new. Like your whole life that you had might just poof up in smoke, and then all of a sudden you have to start from scratch. And you yeah, but you do remember, which probably makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on, on the uh, back to the other side where you're at, like not even a great desire, but something I've always thought would be cool to do. I never like never will do this, but be put in like a survival situation where you're alone in the woods or something, or on a desert island, and you have to survive. You can do it. I uh, I think that would be pretty interesting to try. Yeah, Cheese and I were talking about that no more than two hours ago. 
about an oh, yeah? in- interesting social experiment. Not necessarily the extreme situation that you're talking about, but um, more of take a week off work and then just go to a city somewhere. You know, if you know the city, it's a little easier. If you go to like Chicago or New York or something, it's way more dangerous and harder to do. But you just go and try and live. You get a knife, a lighter, and ten dollars, and then try and survive for four days. See, see how that is. Be an interesting social experiment. A knife, a lighter, and ten dollars. Yeah, or something like you know, like a bare minimum type of thing. And the knife isn't really for robbing; it's more for, you know, building a shed or something out of boxes. Yeah. No, you could. No, you to do it in the summertime so that it's, you know, you got to give yourself a chance at survival. Yeah. But just feeding yourself and, you know, finding a place to take a dump in peace and, you know, just the kind of regular survival things. It's it's interesting to peel off all the layers of your life and just, you know, cavemen. Their one job was to survive. And then their bonus job was to try and spread their seed around a little bit, you know, semen-wise. So stripping off all the, you know, nonsense and stuff that essentially isn't important out of your life and try to get back to the, the bare essentials. Like going out and surviving in the wilderness, that's another way to do it. But, you know, there's a, less of a safety net there. You can't, like, find a quarter and call and say, I, I give up. I quit. Someone come and save me. so but I don't remember it at all to do a, a less extreme version of that I was looking at a piece of property up in the middle of nowhere and I thought about building a little cabin there and then just go, like going up and really getting back to nature you got to light a fire and live a little, a little more rustic and simple lifestyle from time to time and then go, go back to your city life and and you know that sort of thing but after spending after your bachelor party there where we had it at that quote-unquote cottage on the lake um i realized that it's not that fun to just be out by yourself and scared as nature is terrifying the big storm and trees scraping across the tin roof and 
Yeah. yeah. It, it was really boring and wasn't that fun. I guess I didn't have anything. Like, I didn't have to go and chop wood, and I couldn't really do what I wanted. I couldn't practice throwing axes or making knives out of rocks or anything awesome like I wanted to. I had to just, yeah. like, hang out in this rustically furnished but also has satellite uh, cottage all day and watch bumper stumpers. <laughs> well, survival element to that is you, I guess. Yeah, someday if I get back on that buying a piece of property somewhere, I'll try and do it between where you and I live and then we can both use it. Yeah, there'll be emphasis on the solitude, not so much on the fortress. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's when you watch those survival shows, it, doesn't, it usually doesn't take long for the person to, like, go crazy because they haven't talked to a person, like another human being in so long. They're not go crazy, they just get really, like, very lonely very quickly. Yeah, I... I think that part probably wouldn't phase me too much. Sometimes I get home Friday at 5, park my truck, and then the only person I talk to in the next 72 hours is the guy that drops off my pizza on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. When that guy is really weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the part, the glamorized part of survival is like, oh, I'm trying to catch fish or trying to... I don't want to do this anymore. I think uh, before you attempt anything like that, you just need to get really good at, you know, fishing and plant identification. The, uh, oh, what did we call him? Nature something. The sexy bitch, I guess. <coughs> He's the only, uh, like, I would go on an adventure like that with him, maybe. Like, just because he knows so much about nature and he can identify everything and tell you what plants you can eat and what you can't and do this and don't do that the bar the bark only grows on the north side of the tree so this is how we find our direction like that kind of information he just knows that like that's his area of interest and field of study so yeah he would you know like act as your butt manager while you're in the bush but he uh he would know a lot about that stuff. The only problem would be as soon as I started to do anything kind of tugboat style, cut down a tree just to have a walking stick, he would probably really pissed off. What? I'm leaving yeah. you here. Frig off. Classic it sexy bitch. What's that? No, it's pretty much uh, the same, but we're at 45 minutes almost, so we'll probably uh, make our way towards the classic sign-off. All right. So, well, I've had the beer guy today as my guest on uh, Talking with Tugboat or whatever the hell we ended up calling this, waiting for some feedback in the comments from our vast listenership. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us, beer guy. Anytime. Um, I, uh... Sorry about taking so long to get on the program, but 
time driving, so always, uh, not always, but almost always available for a late afternoon, early evening uh, phone call. Okay. Keep that in mind. So with that, we'll sign off. It's been a conversation with the beer guy and the tugboat.